and it is your Freestyle Media Christmas special. Uh, come and join us. Let's have some fun. Uh, I am Joe Malone, and I am joined by Eleanor Grimes, by Jonathan Saunders, and by Becky Lennon. So how are you all, guys? Yeah, good. Yeah, very good, thanks. Good. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan is sporting a pair of the Magic 5 goggles, and of course, you can get 15% off a pair uh, by using the link in the description to this episode. So thank you for that, Jonathan. Uh, and of perfect course, for swimming, drink. perfect for podcasts, everything um, you need. Absolutely perfect. I love it. Um, and also do check out Oxford Strength and Conditioning um, to find out more about the at-home body weight program uh, that's launching in the new year. Uh, and do listen to last week's episode of the podcast if you haven't done so already, because Nathan himself talks about the program coming up. Uh, so that is oxalt.com. Uh, but moving nicely along, first things first, Becky, what is your favourite Christmas song? It is Driving Home for Christmas by Chris Rea. Yeah, I like it. I like it. it reminds me of my mum. Yeah, you're so gonna, I listened to that today. That and, yeah, best one. Well, so why does it remind you of your mum? Because my mum utterly loved Chris Rea and she went to see him in concert probably more than once and we used to laugh and joke. We were like, did you throw your knickers at him, mum? Because um, <laughs> they they used to take, like, knickers, didn't they, to concerts, women, and throw them at... at yeah, so there you go. That's... <laughs> it just reminds me of my mum. I smile every time I listen to it. I love it. I, th- I thought you were going to tell a really lovely story about how she, you know, used to work away and then she drove home ready for the Christmas holidays. But no, instead, is she's actually just getting her, getting her pants off. But there we go. That, that, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jonathan, um, is Frankie Goes to Hollywood's The Power of Love a Christmas song or not? Because, you know, I'm not too sure. Ooh, that's a good that's a good question. Hold on. I'm going to see you now. Um, no. Well, it came out at Christmas, didn't it? I'm old enough to remember it coming out at Christmas. But yeah. it's no, it's never going to be your favourite Christmas song, is it? See, it's a weird one for me because the Christmas album, the CD that my parents had when I was growing up, this was like number four on the album. So to me, it's a Christmas song because I've grown up with it being on a Christmas album. Never heard it any other time of the year, but clearly it's not a Christmas song. So it's just, uh, yeah, funny one. And um, I think Eleanor, it was. Yeah, well, there you go. Eleanor, on the topic of things that um, are sort of related to Christmas, you know, is Die Hard a Christmas film? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Love a bit of Die Hard at Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Are you, are the you answer's like, uh, yes, Eleanor. <laughs> I did you, say are, yes. Are you, would you watch it every year? Is it a bit of a thing for you? So my annual Christmas viewing tradition is the Muppets Christmas Carol, which involves pizza and getting drunk. Um, but let's be honest, if Die Hard's on the telly, I'm watching it. So uh, I'm all good with it. Nice. We um, Last year we did, uh, in Leicester Square in London, went to a Muppets Christmas Carol sing-along and it was it was probably the best two hours of my life to be honest it was it was really really good fun yeah. you need to get out more joe not only is die hard a christmas film it's the best christmas film ever surely i don't know i feel like i feel like eleanor's like got something to say about that yeah, um, for my birthday this year, which is actually June, but my friend took me last week to see the Muppets, um, the Christmas Carol, but with um, a live orchestra, and it was absolutely amazing. Ooh, nice. So definitely, hands down, the Muppets for me. Um, mm. I love Die Hard, but Muppets is better. 
Yeah, yeah. Muppets <laughs> is a good, like, well, literally, it's a good Christmas Eve um, film to watch, given that it's kind of based on on Christmas Eve, isn't it? Um, but look, it's been another another very busy year of swimming. Um, here we are. This is the final podcast, by the way, of the year. Um, we've had lots and lots of competitions to enter. I don't know about you guys, but you know the calendar nowadays just seems to be really full, and it's already filling out for next year, which is fantastic. There's tons of good competitions to go to. Um, so I want to go sort of around the houses with this, really. So Becky, I'll start with you. I've kind of got two questions, really. The first one is, what's been your favourite competition this year? Uh, and then the Ooh. second question is, which race or, or perhaps races um, have you that you've done are, are you kind of most proud of? So. <clears throat> favorite competition i think I, I do you know what i have to say i was thinking about these questions and thinking actually i don't go to that many competitions during the year because there's not lots of long distance events so actually there's not many for me to choose from but i actually think ap race the first masters meet was probably one of the best all year and i think it just because it was a lot of fun there was, a, mm. you know, we were made a complete fuss of. I think the the venue was great, and the fact that we were all sat on poolside together, you know, we were all just in this melee of of people on poolside, weren't we? So everyone was chatting and uh, cheering each other on, um, and then watching uh, James Simpson race Anna Hopkin was just like, on what other planet would that happen? And it was just mm. utterly brilliant. So. From a spectator point of view, it was also really good as well. Um, races that I'm proud of, I think for me, the th doing the 3K at the World Championships in Japan because I got a top 10 place, so I came ninth. And I think the prep the day before was not my finest hour. Um, I didn't get a lot of sleep. Um and we had to rock up at, you know, get up at six o'clock in the morning because it, it took quite a while to get down to the beach venue. So it wasn't the greatest prep, but my head was in the right place. I just enjoyed it. I knew exactly what I was doing. I swam it, you know, as as best as I could. And so then to come away with ninth, which is what I was aiming for. I wanted a top 10 place. So that's probably the best swim of the year for me. Uh, that's the that's the right answer as far as I'm concerned. Just just to go out to Japan and race full stop is something that you should be proud of. And then the fact that you placed top ten is is absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, well well done to you indeed. And you know I, I'm I'm gutted that I missed the AP race to be honest. And I'm actually signed up already for the um for their meet in March next year in Sunderland. So I'm going to be there for that one. So so yeah, looking forward to that. Um, Ellen, the same two questions to you. So um, my favourite swim meet. I'm going to interpret loosely because um, I'm going to say the Henley Classic, which is a swim okay. that's done at dawn up the, um, yeah, it's a Henley regatta course. So you have to be off yeah. the water by six by the time the boats come on. Um, but the weather was perfect. I mean, it was the, like one weekend the whole year we got a heat wave. And um, so you were swimming along the Thames as the sun was coming up. And it was just one of the most beautiful kind of swims i've done but also it was just such a fun event to be at even you know we got two breakfasts uh, because we obviously had breakfast before breakfast after probably third breakfast on the motorway on the way home um but also it was after um what we had we call a swimmers weekend so me and three friends had gone down to london 
and we'd spent the weekend swimming at various open water venues around London. So it was just a perfect way to end a fantastic weekend. So that's why that one sticks in my memory as my favourite swim meet. In terms of the one I'm most proud of, it was at Nationals. Um, we had a relay, 4 by 100 mixed relay, uh, medley relay. And on the third, third turn of the backstroke, both parts of my goggles filled up. So I had to rip them off mid-length and I still managed to PB because obviously it was, I swam the first leg, so it counted. <laughs> um, so probably that one. Brilliant. Um, and it was just <laughs> such a great team effort. So yeah, <laughs> that's what well stands done. in my memory. Yeah, that's Impressive. very fun. That's fantastic. You know, I mean, obviously the um, the the Henley um, swim sounds sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like a great weekend, and uh, yeah, I love stories like that from from nationals where you know you still manage to kind of get a peep. You're on the same, you're on the same par really as Phelps now, aren't you? Because of course his his goggles filled up mm-hmm. and he to get a world record. I think so. You know, you're yeah. basically in the same company as him, as far as I'm concerned, which is great. I will take. Yeah, that I, I read the. Um... Sorry, <laughs> go on, go on, Rebecca. It's reminding me of Joe's hat incident at Nationals. <laughs> uh, love it. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember reading that um, uh, Phelps, his coach, made him train with his goggles full of water yeah. in case that happened in a race so that when it happened in the Olympics, didn't affect him. Then he went mm. on and won the gold medal. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, uh, I'm glad Abby doesn't make us do that. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, I just put it down to my water polo um, and the fact that I'm so used to swimming with water in my face with no goggles that that was yeah. the only reason I kept my cool. Um, but yeah, it was. And if you play water polo, you're as hard as nails as well. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, this week yeah. this week's match was tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds brilliant. So, so Jonathan, how about you then? Best best meet of the year, and uh, which race are you most proud of? Well, there's two that's close because, as you know, this year we've done a bit of ice swimming. So the, the GB ice champs were were interesting. But I'm with Rebecca. I think favourite meet of the year was the AP race day at Derby. I yeah. thought it was a fantastic meet. And you, you missed something, Joe. It was it was a really good it, – sometimes it's difficult to put your finger on why it was so enjoyable. But the whole thing was enjoyable. I think there were a few people turned up slightly cynical about what they would find but I think everybody went away smiling having had a fantastic time and yeah whatever it was they did it very well um to to the extent that I think a few of us were talking about our favorite meets it probably only comes after things like Rome last year and Budapest so really enjoyable meet they did a great job yeah sounds really (laughs) good and how about how about your proudest race Proudest race? Hmm. I, I don't know about that one. Um, purely because I've had a few injuries, as you know, I've had a few injuries this year. So um, can I be proud of someone else's race? Is that okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to go for three. <laughs> so I'm going to be greedy. <laughs> so for me, me personally, it would be the 4 by 200 free at the Nationals in October because came back from injury. Um, we got the team back together. So me, Ian Swift, Jamie McHale and Tim Gleeson, and we got gold in the four, four by 200 free at the Nationals. So for me, that was back from injury. The boys are back and it. That was a good feeling. But in terms of proud of, would be two at the Nationals. One was Ian Swift breaking the British record in the 200 breaststroke. Um, and Jamie nearly breaking the British record in the 200 fly. And it, it's just because I've, 
training with those guys and Jamie and I often do quite a bit of training outside of the squad sessions. You, you watch how hard they've trained and to watch Swifty rate that record, knowing how much, how much hard work he'd put in. Yeah. That, that's probably the one I'm proudest of. That sounds fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, nice, nice to, to call on, on a few of your teammates as well. I mean, I'm sure we, I'm sure we could all think of uh, races where, you know, of teammates and friends that we've watched swim and and, and it was great to watch. I mean, the, the, even just from nationals alone, there were so many races that I loved yeah. watching. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. That, and that's one of the beauties, isn't it? Of, of a big meet like nationals is you see all the people Well, yeah, pretty much everyone's there. So um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's always, there's always a good race to watch. But they, it, it's good to see them rewarded because they drove themselves so hard. So whenever we had a freestyle set, well, not every time, but you know, Jamie would decide I'm going to do it fly because I've got 200 fly coming up. And so we're doing 1650s and he'll do them all fly and Swifty will do them all breaststroke. And, you know, they'd finish training sets, <laughs> hardly able to breathe. So it's good to see them get the reward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And anybody who's doing just loads of fly like that just definitely deserves to do well. bonkers. Bonkers. Um, <laughs> question from uh, question from Helen Sadler. Um, what's the worst? Uh, sorry. What's the, the best and worst New Year's resolutions you've ever made and tried to stick to? Um, Becky, is that something can you, that springs to mind for you? Um, I'm going to be really boring and say that I never make New Year's resolutions because and that <clears throat> I find them really binary. They're either you're doing something or you're not doing something. Yeah. And that's just setting yourself up for failure. And actually, it should be about progression, not perfection. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Oh, I like that's it. That's very good. I, I almost don't want to hear anybody else's answers now. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm the same as Rebecca. That that's yeah, that's what I, I was mean, gonna say. Really? Okay. <laughs> I think we'll leave it with Rebecca because it was just too good. Uh... I, that that was. I know. I, I mean I mean I'm never making a resolution again now after that. That was um that was fantastic. Because <laughs> no, no, you, they, yeah. they are doomed to fail. So all you're doing is setting yourself up for something that you can never do. And actually, if you gave yourself tinier steps and progressed towards it, then you would do it. But most people cannot go from switching off something mm. immediately. Yeah. You're just not yeah. wired to do it. It's true. You know, the, the only resolution I've, I've genuinely stuck to, it took COVID to, me, to, to make it happen. And it was uh, so obviously 2020. I said I was going to read a book every month. And I actually managed it because we had nothing else to do for the, like from March onwards. So I actually did read 12 books that year. And, um, but I don't, I don't think I've ever, ever achieved another, yeah, another resolution to be honest. So I think that, I think that's a really good answer. Um, go, just sort of going back to swimming. Um, what's the one thing that you would like to see change or something new that you would like to see, um, at a competition next year? So Eleanor, I'll start with you. To be honest, uh, given that a lot of the meets I attend to are quite local, I just like more space poolside because I end up getting, uh, you know, cold and cramped because you're stuck in a corner somewhere. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of the things that would definitely improve my meets the most is space for us all to sit down without fighting over three chairs between a squad of ten um, would be lovely. Um, I think that's probably. Will you be doing the? Um... Yeah, will you be doing the Derbyshire Long Course Champs at Moorways in March, I think it is? Probably. Um, it depends yeah. if it clashes with my ski trip. <laughs> um, that's that's my concern because there's a lot coming around March, April, and I've got literally a ski trip and a yeah. work trip back to back. And I'm sitting there going, oh, this mm. is going to get messy. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But well, if you, if you're if you're able to make it, I'm sure there'll be plenty of space in more ways, and that is obviously local local to you and I, which is uh, which is good. Sorry, I was just going to say, Alpha staffs is very very small. Um, also, it used yes, to be Alpha Hopnall and Calverton and Bingham. Those kind of meets, there's just no space. Hmm. Yeah, I do agree. You end you end standing up all day as well, which is not. Not great if you want to just feel like absolutely ready for a race. So, um, you know, that's, that's definitely a good answer. And um, Jonathan, same for you. Um, yeah, one thing to see change at swim meets. Uh, I tell you what, I liked at the AP race day. And I know we'll never do it at the British or the Nationals, but um, mixed mixed meets or mixed heats rather. In terms of um, all the heats were time time. Um, what am I trying to say? Time focused or whatever, but. By mixing male and female with the same qualifying t- or the same entry times, I think it just made everything slightly more competitive because the times are closer in each heat. But I think it just adds an edge to it. You know, blokes racing the ladies and vice versa. I, I thought it was a good, made a good feel to the races. Um, it, yeah. In terms of one thing I'd like to see added to the swim meets, and we nearly got it in the Steel City meet last year, and I shall be. Um, going on at Abbey all year until we do it for this year I'd love to see some single stroke relays so what I wanted last this time around was 4 by 50 butterfly relays I think would be a good again, we'll never see them at the Nationals or the British Champs I reckon backstroke could be quite difficult to do or a bit dangerous but a 4 by 50 fly and a 4 by 50 breaststroke relay you know, let's do, let's do it I was just going to say, good luck finding four fly swimmers in our squad. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is, of course, the problem. I think um, it was interesting, obviously, talking to Bob Bolton on, on last week's uh, episode of the podcast because he's talked about the idea for, for innovating uh, these more kind of local meets yeah. and trying to just make them a bit more interesting and exciting. And, yeah, I think absolutely, you know, having sort of single, um, single stroke relays is, is, is a good way of doing that, isn't it, for sure? Yeah. And they could be mixed if you if you're struggling to find fly swimmers. I'm sure yeah. you could find four male or female swimmers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Becky. I think a good sound system is really yeah. important, Ooh. and I think yeah. some of what made AP race was the sound system, and then people having interviews and hearing people's stories. And I think if that's one of the things that you've done with this podcast is tell people's stories, and. Mm. I think the people who got interviewed at AP Race were sort of winners or people who've broken records and things, but um, that's what people love, don't they, in Masters, is is telling the story. And if you can hear that, and equally on knowing when someone's going to break a record or announcing that they've done it is is really important because actually, you know, I um, announced at um, the Cheshire Sprints meet, but I, think, I don't know how many people actually heard some of what I was trying to say because the sound system just wasn't very good. So I think that it, it creates a different atmosphere and an ambiance, doesn't it? So that's what I would say. Completely agree. And it's like at nationals with the, um, I forget, it, what is it, like the klaxon thing that they play uh, when somebody yeah. record. You know, that's, a little fanfare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that essentially is, is kind of what you're saying, isn't it? It's um, being able to hear loud and clear when something happens. Um, or, you know, I think especially... Um, I mean, I'm not sure how some people would feel about announcing it before they go into race to say, oh, you know, and in lane five is, you know, Joe Bloggs, who could be in 
of a shout for a record here. You know, I don't know if some certain people would like the pressure of that. I'd be well up for it personally. You know, bring it on. But some people yeah. maybe maybe wouldn't like it. So um, but it's a it's a really interesting one for sure. I'm, I'm all for it. The only thing with the interviews, because we, we had the fun of being interviewed on the AP Race AR relay team. When when you get a microphone put in front of your mouth as you get out the steps after doing a leg of the 200 free. <laughs> so I, I did a 200 freestyle leg and you're trying to talk. That's <laughs> that's not easy. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, and then it's... I think Martin Bennell got interviewed straight after his 200 fly, which which is even worse. <laughs> But he did a good job of still being able to breathe while he was talking. Yeah, yeah, and you can really see, can't you, why when sports people, yes, yeah, especially the the pros, I suppose, when it's their job and and everything, when they win, if they win or lose, you can imagine like it's hard. Yeah, you know, it's having to stand in front of the microphone, especially if you've just been beaten, you know, and pipped to first or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough then to give a. Yeah, or, or it's it's tough to, to to be yourself in that moment, I suppose. So uh, no, in, interesting one for sure. Um, Helen Gorman asks, "What's the best and worst Christmas present you could buy for a swimmer?" Um, I think best. Uh, th- these these are both uh, just opinions, really. Uh, but I think uh, uh, forget about best. Let's just go with worst. What do you think the worst present that you could buy a swimmer is, um, Helena? Oh, good question. To be fair, um. Probably something like armbands, because um, I just feel really, you know, <laughs> insulted. Um... Brilliant! I love it. So that's a, that's a very very good answer. Um, yeah. Becky, I don't get many swimming related gifts, which I sort of reflected on as we were talking, um, but um, thinking about the answers to some of these. But I think um, just something that doesn't fit. Mm, yeah. My, you know, I think as a swimmer as well. I guess well, swimming related or not swimming related. You know, we have big shoulders. Things just don't tend to fit, do they? And men are probably a bit different, but from lady, like we have all different types of swimsuits and shapes and sizes and styles. That actually, you can get that very wrong. Mm. Yeah, 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 for sure. The um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, f- I sort of feel quite bad saying this, but I'm I'm saying this in jest, really. Um, but I asked my parents for a snorkel last Christmas, and I wasn't specific enough, and I ended up getting literally, <laughs> literally it's a snorkel, snorkel. With big goggles, <laughs> and everything. So um, and I felt incredibly bad because I thought, bless them, they've gone to the shop and bought this for me, and um, so fortunately they kept the receipt and we changed it, but um. Yeah, that's that's probably the worst Christmas, uh, sorry, swimming-related Christmas present I've ever received. Just because and now you've put it on a podcast. Oh I my know, word! Podcast, I know. Yeah, put poor mum and daddy. Um, how about you, Jonathan? Mm, I, I'm kind of with Rebecca and Eleanor. I went just before you said armbands. I was thinking maybe armbands or yeah. or a racing suit that's the wrong size. But I'll go for best Christmas present. Two pairs of these. Two years ago, I was given a. Um, pair of magic five goggles well not a pair yes a pair of pair of goggles so um an outdoor racing pair and an indoor racing pair so that's that's your best christmas present yeah yeah interesting and that's perfectly suited to your sponsorship of the program magic five goggles it is yeah yeah there you go <laughs> as if as if by magic um you said that again which uh which i love uh yes yeah, so thank you 
Um, question from Kath, and I absolutely love this question. Um, and th- th- this is gonna, you're gonna need to think about this one a little bit. Name the ideal venue um, and swim distance for a box for a nice Boxing Day swim. Uh, th- there's no, there's no object. To, uh, no, no, sorry, money is no object. Should I say? And then what I even want you to do beyond that is then say, what about the post swim element? Do, you know, do you want to like fire up a barbecue? Do you want to just grab a beer? Like what? Like so, tell us about the swim. How far you want to swim? Where you want to swim? And then what you want to do straight afterwards? Jonathan, I'll come straight back to you. Yeah, I've I've got my answer straight away because it's what I'll be doing on Boxing Day. So yeah, ideally, I'd love to do something like go in one of the pools at La Santa in Lanzarote because yeah. beautiful pools, or maybe something similar in the Caribbean. So, but what I will be doing is going to Manvers Lake with some of the other crazy City of Sheffield guys, and we'll be doing a 400-meter skin swim in the lake. Hopefully, there's some ice on the surface. That would be really nice, so maybe two degrees. Uh, only 400 meters. We'll be in for about six, seven minutes, and then we'll get out, and the cafe there does fantastic sausage sandwiches, nice. uh, mugs of tea, and then hopefully some people have brought some homemade chocolate cake as well. So that'll be Boxing Day, uh, probably New Year's Eve and New Year's Day as well this year. Nice, I like it. Sounds be cool. cold, be cold, but we'll love it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I'd, I'm not sure I'd be down for the swim, but I'd be down for the uh, the post swim activity for sure. <laughs> sounds uh, sounds good. How about you, Eleanor? Um, I don't know where exactly because my favourite swim ever was uh, about an hour to two hour hike up a Swiss mountain to then go swimming Ooh. in the lake um, in the Swiss mountains nice. and then get out, eat cake, etc. because that's obligatory, right? And then have the nice hike down. Yeah. So something like that. Yeah. But I kind of would like the water temperature to be at least 19 degrees because I'm not up for this ice swimming thing at all. <laughs> and, um, so so I'm not exactly sure where, but that kind of walk, hike, um swim nothing too strenuous nice bit of heads up breaststroke absolutely fine bit of a rest bit of food nice hike down sounds great to me yeah so so distance wise you wouldn't want to be doing too much it's more more of just a stroll yeah it's more just the beautiful place beautiful relaxed swim uh because in the water yeah, yeah just a few years ago i found that I was getting stressed out about swimming and I was forgetting why I enjoyed swimming and it was going and spending time with my friends out there. And she was like, look, just come, we go swim in Lake Zurich for a bit. We chill out with, that's, it's because it has that association of reminding me actually swimming can mm. just be for fun. It doesn't have to be to get a PB. And on boxing day, I'm not getting a PB because I've eaten my own weight in food the day before. So <laughs> <laughs> may as well just enjoy it. <laughs> That's a brilliant answer. I love it. And uh, interestingly, you both said, uh, you know, lakes, essentially. And, and I'm going to guess, Becky, that you're going to say a big outdoor swim as well. Yeah, I kind of had two ideas in my head. Um, last year, we spent Christmas in Australia. Ooh, and wow. every Friday, everyone just gets together. It's not like a company or anything. It's just like literally a community that's developed on a Friday morning. And you swim from one side of Bondi Beach to to the other, to the icebergs and back again. So it's not very far because that would be my ideal distance, like 1.52k 
you know, so it's not too far. And then afterwards, everyone's just chatting. You go for coffee. There's loads of, of cafes there. You can have avo on toast, you know, things like that. We did that twice last year while I was there. Um, it didn't fall on Boxing Day, but that was just a really lovely swim. Everyone was really good swimmers. Um, that was really nice. But then I'm starting to get into ice swimming a little bit. And so my other idea was like the other extreme, which is very probably quite similar to you, you know, log cabin in the Alps, coming back to going for a, a dip in a really cold lake, coming back, open fire blazing mulled wine you know i'd like oh, both. Yeah. I'd like both of those equally perfect selling it absolutely selling it but just just out of interest do you um do you like to cut um big chunks of avocado or, or are you smashed avo on toast smashed avo i can't do chunks smashed all the way yeah, yeah totally totally agree Sm- smashed avo bit of bit of smoked salmon on top Oh, nice. Uh, poached Beautiful. eggs. Nice. Poached, e- poached eggs. With black pepper. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm really <laughs> hungry now. Uh, so- sausage sandwich. What's with this avocado stuff? <laughs> well, the podcast is ending there because we're all off to go and get some avo. Uh, no, <laughs> um, I actually want to go back to what um, Helen Gorman said on the podcast a few weeks ago about the idea of like um, f- finding a way of, of doing like a parkrun style swim meet where it's like you know you have it nationwide it's kind of every you know saturday morning or whatever and i know that parkrun um various venues around the country they tend to have a christmas day and a boxing day and a new year's day run and i think for me you know i, I wouldn't specify a venue i think that would just be lovely to sort of go right you know your sort of local lake uh there might be you know 50 to 200 people or something like that and it's you know 500 meters or a k or something like that yeah, yeah and then like you say a cafe afterwards food of your choice sausage sandwich smashed avo whatever it may be a uh, nice coffee you know and um yeah mulled wine mulled cider you know just something nice and warm hot chocolate with babies in it I- i'm sh- probably all three actually i probably have all, all of them i <laughs> think uh, yeah that'll probably be uh i, probably be I think the infrastructure's there already yeah it yeah. would just be about having uh, the safety aspects there at the time every week so you know you go to Mambas don't you Jonathan I go to Sailwall Park and I don't know if Eleanor does open water swimming regularly as well but you know it would be about yeah there are set sessions at those places but then put an extra session on um you know like a park run I think I think Mm. the infrastructure is there it would just be about a, a collective effort to to put something together i think yeah completely agree great i think i think it's a great idea um eleanor what's the most fun christmas relay that you've ever done with your club where you've just introduced silly props or you know just 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 done a wild fun relay well we're kind of doing this on friday with the water polo juniors because i do coach them so we've got balloons we've got santa hats we'll get woggles we're just going to get a load of random items and basically, they every length they have to pick up a person and an item and keep swimming. Um, so you end up with just this rats kind of king rat style conglomeration in the middle of the pool of various items and kids. And yeah, that's always just quite entertaining from a coach's perspective to watch because it's utter carnage. Uh, <laughs> so anything along those lines. Um, but 
yeah, we do a lot of those kind of relays with our juniors at Christmas and summer just to break it up because there's only so much egg beater you can keep making them do. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That sounds really fun, actually. I think um, one that I suggested at my club a few years ago, but we never did, was um, having to the first person starts with one object and you have to swim down and you can't get that object object wet, so you can hold it however you want to hold it. Put it on yeah. your head, hold it, okay. and then the next person comes down, takes that object, and has their own. And then basically, every time a swimmer goes in, you're collecting more and more objects, and so you end up in, in a position <laughs> where you've got like you know several objects, and you can't get them wet. And um, I just don't think we had enough objects to actually go ahead with the relay, to be honest. But uh, I thought I thought it sounded like a good idea. Um, so maybe, yeah. maybe one day. How about you, Becky? We do a variation on that, by the way, but which is where you get a ball and everyone has to touch the ball and the ball has to be out of the water and then you just keep adding kids so they just end up all having to hold the ball and hold and move down. Yeah, that's quite entertaining. At the same time? So they're all touching it at the same time? All touching it and it has to be out of the water. Wow. That sounds hard. That sounds like a scrum. Yeah. yeah, it is. But it's water polo. It's all a scrum. So. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Carnage. Yeah, that, that does sound fun. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Becky? What's your what's your crazy relay of choice? I don't really get involved in relays unless I get forced to. And the last time I did, I joked with Bob that I ended up being like the Belgian shot putter that did the hurdles. Do you remember that at the European Athletics Championships? Yeah. Yeah, that that's me and relay, so I don't really tend to get involved. <laughs> if I'm honest, but if you um, could create one and referee it, for example, oh, or in, or in, I'm not creative enough for that. Go on, Jonathan, save me from this question. <laughs> well, well, you see, we've just we did our twelve days of Christmas on Monday night, which which sounds like it'll be fun, but. It was still hard work. We did two thousand seven hundred meters in the hour. So, um, yeah, can't can't say it was a, a fun, easy set. But it, it, yeah, I suppose it was fun. It was twelve somethings, eleven something else's, ten speed spikes in a two hundred meter. So I think we did eight fifties fly. So that was fun. Eight fifties fly max off a minute, <laughs> just to spice things up a bit. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we tend to do sets more like that, that that are the twelve days of Christmas, but are still a decent training set. Whereas just um, a bit of tomfoolery and messing about, well, we're not we're not not normally allowed to waste a session doing that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. Like, I've always wondered about twelve days of Christmas because I've never or swims of Christmas, should I say? I've never I've never done that at any club before, so I didn't know if it was a set thing or. Sounds sounds like you go yeah. twelve, eleven, ten, and you kind of make it make it up as you yeah. go along. Yeah, we we, we did. Um, Sorry, I was just going to say we do it slightly differently. So it's like the song. So it's one length underwater, then yeah. it's two length freestyle, one length underwater, three length backstroke, two ah. length freestyle, one length. Ah. So it ends up actually, if you do it all, it's you're looking at five, six k. So I've never got past oh. about six. But what's worse is it goes five lengths of fly into four lengths IM. So it's just like five lengths of fly. And I'm like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> that sounds that sounds really hard. Also sounds really um, easy to just forget what's next. Yeah. You just get disorientated. The, yeah. the worst 
the worst one I've done, well, the worst and the best is um, hundred hundreds. So that was. Oh no. Um, Jamie and I did that the first time we went to La Santa two years ago, and it was the Harrogate Masters squad, I think. It was their Christmas set, and it's effectively... So you do 12 100s off 140, then you do two 100s choice, then you do 1100s pull, two 100s choice, and so on all the way down, and you finish with one 100 very fast to finish, and it works out at 100 100s. And most of them are often that that last hundred you say you've got to finish very fast i mean realistically how fast are you going well you, you might be going max effort but, but you're probably not going that fast yeah god how long, how long did that take you it took us um just under three hours wow and That's we finished i think we started at nine and finished at midday and um just as we finished because it was the, the open pool at the santa I was thinking the back of my neck's a bit scratchy. Rebecca, you'll know this. When you're wearing a wetsuit, it feels like your wetsuit's rubbing. And I thought, well, I haven't got a wetsuit on. And then it was when I got out, we realised we had sunburn on the back of our necks and backs because we were doing it all freestyle. Ouch. I mean, we tend to, I'd agree with you. We don't tend to get allowed to mess around in sessions. No. Um, but we'll, but we do the, we do a hundred hundreds every year. So, I swim in a lane with middle to long distance swimmers. Um, we've got a nice bunch of us that are all quite a similar speed as well. So we're trying to set up doing the hundred hundreds. We probably won't do it. Sale, we might do it somewhere else. Um, but yeah, and I think they even tried to do even longer than that last year at our club, and they swam overnight. Um, I was gutted because I was away. I was in Australia, so I couldn't partake. But that, but we don't do. <laughs> We just tend to do it like literally a hundred hundreds off a set time. It's not, it's not variated. Um, How do you keep count? Um, at, at the Good end, question. someone else does it. Yeah, it, it's easy when you've got that set because you know you're yeah, doing 12, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7. So as you get tired towards the end, you know you've only got three one hundreds. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's because you've got. What have we got at the end? Three 100s, which is kick, 25 kick, 75 swim, then two 100s choice. So it, it gets easy. You don't lose count, but it's, um, yeah, can't, it, it was good to have done it, but we've, we've not rushed to do it again since. It sounds like my absolute worst nightmare swim <laughs> i just yeah i would just have no interest in it i, I think it'd be a great achievement i've always said that about yes. running a marathon you know like it'd be a great achievement to run a marathon but i've not got any interest in ever actually doing and i think that's what it is because yeah. we, we did them off 140 long course which is yeah that's quite hard going it's a grind but rebecca i mean trafford won't do crazy sets at christmas they don't come number one club in the country by messing around in the water <laughs> <laughs> So Becky's really shaking her head, like very serious there. Um, Stuart, Stuart Pierce has asked a really good question. Um, so I know that you guys have talked about, well, Jonathan Ice swims and maybe, you know, our ideal boxing day swim, all that kind of stuff. But he said, do you think it's good to take a complete break over Christmas or get water time where you can? Now, obviously, this is just a personal preference. Um, for me, I don't think I've ever really swum over Christmas just because for, you know, that well, ever since I was an adult, really, I would always be traveling to my family's for Christmas. And so I wouldn't be in my own home for the majority of the week. 
Um, and that I, I wouldn't necessarily know where the local pool is. I wouldn't really bring my gear with me. But this year is the first, you know, now as we've relocated and we're near a family, you know, I might, I might just consider a dip on the 28th or something like that. But I don't think I will be going out of my way. I think it'd be something where if I happen to have a free day, then I might just jump in there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, interesting question. Eleanor, what do you reckon to this one? I, I keep swimming, but I don't train. So I do the fun stuff like me and my friends go to Nude Bath Hotel at Matlock mostly because we can then go oh, yeah. to the pub afterwards. Um, it's those kind of swims. It's the social swimming that I like to do during yeah. the Christmas period. I'm, I mean, Jamie's already got plans for base building come January, so I might as well take the rest while I can. But that doesn't mean I can't enjoy swimming for swimming. So it's a bit of both. What, um, what pubs do you like to go in? Are they in Matlock Bath? Um, we actually usually end up in Cromford, so we've yeah. been to the library actually a few times, which is this really yeah. cute bookstore with amazing food. Uh, there's also Parkies, which is quite good as well. And is it the Greyhound? We've been there. Greyhounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So yeah, basically anywhere that's going to give us food, we're not that fussy. Oh, I, I, I want to come along now. I've, I've just I've just told you this whole thing about not wanting to swim over Christmas, and then you mentioned a pub crawl, and I, I'm all in now. <laughs> Sign yeah, me up. It's, it's, it's more about the food and the cake. Who cares about the swimming? We just put on a wet. Well, we go in because it's about 15 degrees at New Bath Hotel, so I'm mm. in a wetsuit. My hardcore friends are not, and um, it's just enough swimming to justify everything we're going to eat. Uh, yeah, that sounds why, great. Why, why do anything? How about else? you, Becky? A nice little rest. Um, what do I? I'm usually working on every day apart from the bank holidays. So, and it's usually really, really busy. So, I don't, I, like you, I don't go out of my way to, I mean, most of our sessions stop in that break between Christmas and New Year anyway. Um, so, normally I wouldn't swim at all. Um, but that's mainly because I come home from work and I'm utterly shattered and I'm not going to go out of my way to then go and find somewhere. But I am going to get in and do some open water dips this year for the first time. So this is my first year of making nice. sure I get in at least once a week. Um, and then I've bought an ice bath as well. So I'm getting in that every day at the moment. But that's a charity mission <laughs> uh, anyway. And that's actually really difficult. Um, and I guess there is a goal to that because it's this is about hardening up for some longer open water swims in skins next year. So, um, but I'm actually quite enjoying it. And there's a quite a, there is a real social and community element to ice swimming and dipping. Um, so I'll be doing that. So yeah, it was not very far because at five five and a half degrees, I can't stay in very long. No, um, less not. than 10 minutes so i don't get very far yeah, to do 400 meters in seven minutes is quite good going at those temperatures actually jonathan i would say yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> um now now seems like a good time becky actually sorry i was gonna ask you this at the start but do you want to tell us about your ice bath challenge because I've, yeah. I've been following it on yeah. social media it sounds great oh so um katie moore who you've had on the podcast before um we're we're friends from you know when we swam as as kids really so we keep in touch and um we both had been talking about buying an ice bath um to help us with with some things that are going on that we've been supporting each other with 
And then she said, right, I'm going to do a dip a day in December because her mum was really ill this year and her mum developed aplastic anemia, which is where her bone marrow stopped producing any uh, cells. So she was just completely transfusion dependent. Um, so wow. it massively impacted her quality of life. I think she actually nearly died as well and then was given a drug that kick-started her bone marrow. And so Casey just wanted to do it to raise money. And I thought, well... We both bought this ice bath together. I'm going to do it with you as well then. Um, and so we've been sort of supporting each other along with it. But it is really, really difficult. Yeah. It's it, The thought of get, it's, having it and getting in it is fine, but to do it every single day, because there are absolutely some days I do not want to get in that thing, the thought of putting myself through the pain of getting in cold water even for just five to ten minutes is really really difficult so it has been a real challenge but we've done it together and then you know people have donated money and so I'm getting in because that's what you know people have given us money and we need to keep going um but will I do you know talking about new year's resolutions will I be getting in that ice bath every day come January no no I will not (laughs) new year's day are you going in yeah, New Year's Day I'll go in, yeah. Well, because wow. I, I missed two days of ice bath dipping at the start because the ice bath that I bought sprung a leak. So, um, but then I think I'll probably That's get allowed. a New Year's Day at Sail Water Park anyway, I think, so, and nice. do that way anyway, yeah. yeah. So, how can people donate? Have you got a, a page that people can go to? Yeah, we've got a, a page on the Aplastic Anemia Trust, so I can put a link to that in the um, when we put the podcast out on the Facebook page yeah. and Instagram. Yeah, great. Yeah, and I'll put it in the description to this episode as well. Yeah, for, for no, so that's fantastic. Really good. So, um, final final question then to you all. Um, we talked about uh, some songs and some films, some Christmas films. What's your one sort of Christmas Day tradition? that you all like to do so it might be something that you do with your family it might be something that you watch on telly you know when i was a kid we used to always watch the eastenders special uh stuff like that so yeah what's the one thing that you love doing on christmas day jonathan well we when when we've had christmas at home with the kids my kids are now older now they're 25 and 23 but um it's putting the food in the oven and always going out for a walk in the peak district because we live on the edge of sheffield so um when they're younger, you know what it's like if you've got kids. Well, you won't, Joe, but um, they're not so keen to start with. But once they get going, it's fine. So, yeah, walk in the Peak District with our Santa hats on. Um, and then we come back and have Christmas meal. Big yeah. slap up Christmas meal that takes three or four hours. So, yeah, I think I think the Christmas walk, that's that's my favourite. Sounds great. So, what, yeah. uh, Chris, Christmas 2019, we... Um, we were having Christmas around my aunt, well, around my auntie. So I woke up with my parents, you know, I did Christmas morning there. And um, my parents said, oh, we're going to go and actually meet them at the pub for a drink. And I was like, what, the pubs are open on Christmas Day? Like, I know that some are open because they serve food. But they were like, oh, yeah, it's the, the pub's open for like two hours. I, it was just amazing. I just loved it. it you know, just okay. a couple of pints, a couple of pints in the pub. And I thought, why have I not been doing this every year or all, all this time? <laughs> so good. Um, how about you, Becky? We don't have any on Christmas Day itself, um, but we have them in the run-up to Christmas. Like, there's certain things that we do with, with people. Uh, but on Christmas Day, I think 
since the kids have been born, we've been doing such wildly different things on Christmas Day. Like last year, it was Christmas on Bondi Beach and we just ate prawns and drank champagne all day. Um, so that was a really good... <laughs> I think I'll be doing it going away more often. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't think we actually have a tradition on Christmas Day itself because of that, because we're always just doing yeah. something completely different. Sounds good. Sounds good. How about you, Eleanor? Um. I'm a bit like Becky, probably not so much Christmas Day other than arguing with my cousins over who gets the last pigs in blankets kind of thing. Um, (laughs) In the run up to Christmas, um, like I'm going to the panto with my friend and her two young daughters, which I'm really excited about. Got meals out with various people. And it's those kind of traditions that I actually really enjoy doing. Probably, I actually, I'm more excited about the build-up to Christmas than Christmas Day itself. Um, just because that's where I get to spend all the time with all my friends and get to do all the things that really Christmas is about, which is just having a great time with the people you want to spend time with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't couldn't agree more with that. I think for me, the build-up and like you say, it's an excuse to meet meet up with your friend that you're not seen for a few months. You know, grab a drink or whatever, go for a walk with them. It's definitely definitely all those things isn't it? it's not necessarily christmas day for for me um but that's a, that's a great place to end it um thank you very very much uh becky eleanor and jonathan obviously i wish all three of you a merry christmas wish yeah. all the listeners happy a merry christmas, christmas. Well, merry yeah, christmas. Thank you. Thank you uh, as i said earlier this is the last podcast of the year uh, and i will be taking uh, a planned two-week break and so the next episode will be out on the 9th of january uh, so i wish everybody a merry christmas and a happy new year mm-hmm.